Hey there guys, so welcome back. This is kind of like my first episode of this podcast, kind of my second one. I had like a welcome episode and I kind of just chatted about like what I want this to be really, um, that sort of jazz. So this is kind of like my first real episode um, and I kind of wanted to just get like straight into it with this first episode. I do want to clear up quickly first, I can't figure out for the life of me how to get this onto Google Podcasts. So it's just on Apple and Spotify for the moment. And then I'm not going to film them anymore. I've made that like final decision. I don't want to film them and put them on YouTube. I kind of just want to record it. Like I'm just sat in bed. I look like crap right now, but we're just going to chat and have a good time. And there's no pressure and it's not going up like online as a video. So I just want to sit and chat and like take all the pressure off and I don't want to have to film it and like that's a whole other thing so we're just gonna go we're just gonna get into it um today I wanted to talk about (laughs) the absolute bullshittery that is the education system I don't want to just fully bash everything because it really does depend on like circumstances and teachers and stuff but like my experience thus far isn't great and I know a lot of people who have a similar sort of like it's not amazing it's like quite a few flaws (laughs) but like I'm all for education I think like education just for the sake of it is like just one of the best things ever like that's what we should always want but uni and the cost of it and I'm not in uni yet, I'm in year 13, so final year of college before I go to uni, and it's just, like, there's a lot of stuff that I think could be fixed to bring it back to that, like, just education for the sake of education, and it's just, like, that's what it should be, it shouldn't be about, like, grades and stuff. So really quickly, just for people, if there's anyone listening that isn't from the UK or specifically England, this, I'll just like run through the UK education system. Otherwise you're going to get so lost so quickly. So we start actual school when you're either four or five. So in September, I was four. So my whole first year of school, I only did half days. That has since changed. That's not a thing anymore. But You do primary school from the ages of four right up until you're 11 and you do SATs when you're 10 or 11 in that final year, which is year six. So you have reception, year one, year two, year three, year four, year five, year six. Reception to year two, that's key stage one. So you're like one of the little tiddly kids. And then year three to year six, that's like SATs kind of stuff. Like I wouldn't say it's all of that because that's like a long time looking at it but that's key stage two. So it's kind of like primary school was always sort of like divided up into those two halves and then it finished with SATs. Honestly, primary school was kind of okay. It kind of is also the reason that I'm completely burnt out at this point now. Once you do your SATs and you leave, you move into year seven, you start when you're 11 or 12, then you instantly get hit with more tests, which are like the same as SATs, but they're renamed CATs because you're secondary school basically doesn't trust that your primary school did all your tests right and they want to put you in like sets for your classes so like the best class to the worst class they want to do that all again 
I don't get it, honestly. I don't think cats, like, mean anything outside of the school. But you do year 7, year 8, year 9, year 10, year 11. That's secondary school. First year, you do your cats. The second year, you pick your options for your GCSEs. This is so problematic to me, and I'm going to talk about this so much. Year 9, you then start your GCSE courses, and then you do your GCSE courses in year 9, 10, and 11. Year 10, you do marks, so you're 14, 15 at that point, and then 15, 16 in year 11 is when you do your GCSEs. These don't really mean much in, like, real world, but they do determine, like, which steps you can do next. So, year 12 and 13, year 13 is what I'm in now, this is 16 to 18. It's, like, your final level of free education, basically. This can either be done at a college or you can carry on at a school in a sixth form. This is really boring if you're from the UK already. I'm so sorry, but like, I want people to understand. (laughs) Year 12, you do AS levels, which are like a watered down version of A levels. And if you don't do that same subject at A level, you get this AS and it like means something. You do either three or four of these. You generally take four courses and then you drop one. I took four, but the one that I dropped was further maths. And if you do that, you don't get an A level, AS level even, even if you drop it, because you don't do like the proper exam because it's too hard. So I just dropped that before those exams. And then A levels, you just do three. And they are so hard. And then UCAS is how you apply to uni. Ofsted is like this system that basically like grades schools which also I think are just the root of all the problems and I hate them. Uh, Public school actually means private schools that you pay for and then state schools are the free schools, which you kind of like, people just kind of call them everything and you just get what you mean. Okay, exams. I hate exams so, so much. I completely don't thrive in exams at all. Like, I have ADHD, so my memory is crap. She's non-existent. So, for me, doing two A-levels that are just solely exam-based was, in retrospective, not a very good choice on my part. (laughs) So, my three A-levels, I do a photography, ancient history, and maths. They don't make any sense together. Most people will do, like... I don't know, like, sociology and biology and, like, English or something, you know, like, they kind of pair together and they kind of, like, mean stuff together. Mine don't. Basically, I had no idea what I wanted to do at uni or in, like, the whole rest of my life because your rest of your life, like, that needs to apply to your uni and your A-levels, that needs to apply. So, basically, (laughs) when you're 16, you kind of have to decide just straight up what you want to do for the rest of time. Like, you can change, but you don't really want to be paying so much money for a degree and then not be able to do what you wanted and not have to use it, all of that. (laughs) So, (laughs) 16, you kind of have to have it all sussed out. This just, like, who made it this way? Because I had no idea what I wanted to do, so none of my A-levels make any fucking sense together. Like, at all just none at all because I was like I genuinely could go into maths I genuinely could go into photography and like media and stuff and I am gonna do media 
but that's besides the point because I had no idea. And I was like, genuinely love history. Like, what, what the, what the freak am I meant to do? <laughs> and it was just like a nightmare picking them. But as I said, like, I can't, I'm not really a good person in exams because I just, like, I get stressed out. I do have, like, extra time and stuff now and I can type because, like, my hands are all messed up. I have, like, joint hypermobility syndrome. Why am I going in such, like, a deep dive on all of my illnesses in, like, this first episode? Basically, my hands are messed up so I can't write for long periods. So I get, like, breaks and I can type and I have extra time because my brain is broken as well. But, like, coursework is such a, like, a better reflection of your true intelligence. Who can remember so much stuff and just spit it out in, like, two to two and a half, three hours? Like, in what real-world scenario is that gonna happen? Like, I guess if you're kind of doing, like, medicine stuff, that's different, but even, like, at A-level level, that doesn't, like, (laughs) that doesn't apply. Like, in what job are they gonna be, like, okay, on the spot, using no resources at all, write me this fat essay on some random thing. Like, I don't, I don't get it. But I love coursework so much. Like, I have time to get my photography done and I can like think about it. I mean, I'm stressed about it now because I've got like an actual deadline coming up and I don't know if I've got an extension for it yet. (laughs) So like, I'm kind of stressing. But I can get to, like, discuss ideas with, like, my tutors and other people and we can all, like, collaborate and bounce things off of each other. And it, like, broadens your ideas and it sort of rounds everything off a bit nicer. Whereas, like, in an exam, it's just me and my own thoughts and they're not really, like, being challenged at all, if that makes sense. That's like, I'm, I love coursework so much and I'm so mad that my history was the only course the only history course that didn't have coursework because like it's just so great like you have time it's only like it's normally like a percentage of your overall grade and you still have an exam but like for photography it's just all of it um they cut the exam <laughs> but just like you have time and you can like really think 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 things through and you know like find the best way to do things and improve things and it's like you would be able to do that in a real job like I can't especially for like photography when are you gonna get like just one shot you're always gonna be allowed to rethink things and redo things and alter them like it's not like once you hit save on photoshop that's it you're done you can't you can't go back to the original photo you can't change anything like it's not like that So the fact that coursework, you can like change and you can develop, I just love it so much. And I just think that reflects how smart somebody actually is so much better, like just so much better. It like takes off just so much of the pressure as well because you don't just have that one chance to do well and you don't just have like so, so much to revise. Because history, there's obviously, like, so much stuff. Like, go look at the spec. I'm doing OCR, Ancient History, A-level. Go look at how much freaking stuff there is on that sheet. And it's so briefly summarised. Like, really, there's just... That's the bare minimum words you could ever put it in. Like, there's just so, so much. I have, like, 
three of like, you know, the really thick folders, like the binders with the little levers. Got like three of them and they're all full of history and it's like mad. And I have to just, I'm meant to learn all of that. And that's an expectation that I can then just regurgitate that in, ex- in an exam. And I'm also expected like to learn new content while I'm revising. I'm expected to have a job to be able to earn for uni. And I'm expected to have extracurriculars that I do that I can put on my UCAS. And it's just like, that's so much for young people. That's just so much to do, so much to think about. And like, it's so unnecessary, I think as well, for like our age, because it's kind of like, I mean, it's not that. I didn't do GCSEs because I was like in the COVID year. So I can't really say like it wasn't like that or it was for GCSEs. But like doing exams that kind of determine your next step when you're 16 or 17. No, 15 or 16 even. When you're 15 or 16. And it, like, determines what you can and can't do, kind of, to a degree. I think, like, colleges and sixth forms are pretty lenient, but there is, like, certain entry requirements and you have to, like, do the right ones to get onto the right A-levels and stuff. But that's just so much pressure that this thing kind of is, like, important and you're under 18 still. And you are meant to have a social life and this is such a big point in your life where you're meant to be, like exploring and like having new experiences and like getting out there and like gaining independence but you have this giant workload of exams I don't I'm okay with like the amount of work no I was gonna say I'm okay with the amount of work in class frankly I'm not like there's still too much like I can't I can't keep up with classwork ever and I've never been able to but I don't know if that's an everybody thing or if that's an I have ADHD thing, to be quite honest. But like doing SATs when you're 10 and 11, there's no benefit for that other than it makes your school seem good. Like it just makes your primary school seem good. Genuinely, I have no idea what they're actually for, but you're 10 and 11 and you have to do SATs. You have to do exams because there's a whole like, you got different levels of them. You obviously got grades, but then there was, like, you could, if you were, like, really smart and, like, gifted, you got entered for, like, level six. And I think I got put in level six for, I think, like, three or four of them. I think it was, like, English, maths, reading, something else. I mean, they're not, like, difficult, but when I was 10 and 11, they were. And I had to do, like, after-school classes and learn new stuff that was meant to be like tricky and like almost you know like going up to like the start of your GCSE sort of level like why why was 10 and 11 year old me attending after school classes to get good grades just like I'm just give you a minute to process that because what the hell (laughs) just I don't I don't get it because what benefit does that have? Like, I genuinely couldn't tell you why. And it annoys me because it's like 10 and 11 year old me, you should have been like going out to the park and going to like, you know, like doing other stuff and having a life rather than like one night after school that was 
further that was like level six maths and the other night I did like some English stuff and then I had to go to another school to do this like early GCSE thing because they thought I was like smart and it just I like that's so much and it reinforces that whole like gifted and talented bullshit because that gifted and talented as I already said it just ruined my work ethic and my motivation because literally from about like ages seven right up until I think I was probably like 14 when things started to like get serious it was just like oh you're like you're doing really well and you're gifted and you're talented and you're just so naturally smart that was sort of like driven home that I was I was just smart and that things should just come to me naturally and that like I kind of all of the pressure of like you need to revise for things you need to do this and that that was kind of all taken off when it was still there for other kids and now I'm like I don't I don't know how to revise because I miss COVID we missed year 11 for COVID but like I never really felt that pressure until it was kind of too late because it was always you're doing so well and you just naturally like you pick this stuff up so good that when it came to me not picking up stuff it kind of had all amounted to this to this massive problem of like I couldn't get anything and I still am kind of like catching up on that in terms of maths I'm still catching up on that for for sure because there's so much GCSE stuff that I kind of still (laughs) not like so much like I'd say I get most of it but there's some like some bits where I'm like we did that that was a thing I don't remember that like I never got that and it just I don't know if that's like me kind of using it as an excuse well I can't revise because I was like gifted and talented so I didn't feel the pressure to but the fact that kids are separated out literally from like being as I said like seven and eight into like you're smart you're not like why why are we doing that why is that something that's valued so much because I know we need intelligent people because you know like we need doctors and we need we need engineers and stuff like this but it's just so young to be saying you are good and you are bad and it just kind of messes with your head because then the second I didn't understand a concept when it was too hard like I can't I can't push through that and I can't I can't get to understand it because it's like well when I was 12 and 13 everybody said I was so naturally smart and and like now now I can't just instantly grasp up much more difficult concepts I don't like I know it it sounds like I'm just giving myself excuses and I guess to a degree I kind of am but like you know I feel like being told I was just so I just should get it Like I wasn't, this makes me sound like I was much better than I was. I was never like the smartest in my class. But just being in that sort of like above average where they kind of take the pressure off and the teachers just kind of expect you to get on with it by yourself. I think because of the ADHD as well, that meant I just took my foot off the gas, like just fully. And I kind of have no clue what I'm doing now, (laughs) to put it lightly. Like I just, I don't know. 
my work ethic is just ruined. I don't know how to revise, which like we're never really taught either, but then we're shamed for not knowing how to revise. That's something else I don't understand. Um, just like, I don't know, I feel like not telling kids that they're like, they should just be good at it would kind of make them more resilient because I did hear that like, I'll be fine just to pick it up by myself or I can just do this like at home and I'll, I'll catch up that way. I don't need to sit down and discuss it with the teacher even though I missed this lesson because I'm in like top set or I'm in set two or whatever. So I'm like talented and I'm gifted, but because I never got to go over those things and it was expected, I then couldn't ask for help because I was expected to be good at these things. So now I don't understand anything. I'm like, shit, I was meant to be smart this whole time. I'm kind of don't get things now, but I can't, I can't ask because, you know, I was meant to be smart before and now it's a difficulty and I can't, I can't ask for help because I don't know how to. It just really opened a whole can of worms for me, that one, honestly. I just, it just, wow, just fucked me over <laughs> so bad. I kind of did miss a lot of year 11 as well. Obviously, we missed COVID. Um, we didn't miss COVID. We definitely had COVID. We missed like a lot of the year at the end because of COVID. So I never did my actual exams. But as well, literally... I think it was like two days in, I became really ill. Not like, you know, life-threatening, but I was basically bedridden for quite a few months. Why am I laughing as I say that? That sounds psychotic. I just, this is how I cope. <laughs> um, I literally, I had 30% attendance of what we were there for. So what we're there for, I missed 70% of it, of year 11, which is like your big year where you learn everything and you get taught how to revise and it's like on. In that whole time, I was in and out of hospital, but when I was sort of like back home and I was sort of recuperating and I was getting better, but I wasn't quite like okay to go into school yet, if that makes sense. That whole time I was kind of like, I can do stuff, yeah, like I'm okay, but also I could go back to agony like at any moment, so I can't go in. That whole time, there were only two teachers that ever sent out any work or reached out in any way like my parents kept contacting school being like oh can you send out some work for ellie like she needs to keep up just because you know she does have she does have gccs this year so it's like a little bit important but there was only two these are honestly two of my favorite teachers ever today i think i only have like four teachers that i really love two of them are like my current teachers for history and one for my photography and two the other two was my GCSE maths teacher, my GCSE history teacher. They were all absolute legends. So my GCSE teachers, those two were the only ones who sent out work. My maths teacher, he did like after school revision sessions that we could go to and I could go to them even if like I hadn't been in that day. I mean like I didn't, but he made that like an option and said stuff like, it's all good and like here's some summary sheets and like little easy topics and little 
booklets of questions that are like chill and just like ask me if you have any difficulty and he always said and I thought this was one of the best things ever if you don't understand something that's my fault because his whole ethos was if you didn't get it he hadn't taught it right it's not your fault it wasn't on you for not understanding or not having the courage to ask enough questions it was that like he should have noticed and he should have helped you and he would and it was amazing and like just that made such a big difference it was crazy like that year (laughs) he was my teacher I think I learned more maths than I have at any other point in my whole life but that just like like yeah (laughs) just like yeah why why are not why aren't all teachers like that I don't get it like shouldn't shouldn't everybody be like that and want to be like that if you're a teacher like you'd think that would kind of be a given like caring about your students that much but it's not and I think that's such a sad thing that people kind of like get into teaching and then they're kind of like stuck in it I guess that's what a lot of like older teachers seem to be not like old like you know like old old but like you know not like a young teacher anymore sort of like normal a normal teacher really they don't always seem to be there because they want to be and when they make that obvious that's when it just kind of ruins it for you but like this history teacher as well for GCSE she would send me stuff out in the post and you know she would when I did come in she'd like have a proper sit down with me before the lesson and after the lesson and just like go over everything I'd missed and give me the sheets that I needed and be like don't like press yourself on this just catch up as you can and she was just such a legend and I feel like a 12 year old boy for saying legend but she she really was just like such a queen because the like the compassion and the understanding and like making sure that it was like a no pressure thing and like obviously you know I needed to get it done but I was clearly like unwell still so it wasn't like you know do it now or else it was just like I'm here if you have any questions and you can always like ring up the school and like ask for me and I'll answer some stuff it's just like teachers like that give me so much hope because you know if there are people like that there's gonna be more people like that but I think it's just like the whole system that kind of lets them down slowly over time but honestly they were like those four teachers are the best parts of my education I guess up to this point because of the way they teach and like you can just sort of like talk to them and they won't you know they'd never sort of be like an authority figure at you which I think makes such a difference when teachers aren't like I'm in charge and they're just sort of like yeah I know more than you that's kind of the whole point of why I'm here but you know we're like we're on the same level. I'm not like God over you or or anything like that. So I feel like a lot of 
a lot of teachers do have that mentality that they're like can be kind of like authoritarian in the classroom you know like just bad vibes and honestly when teachers are like that and they're so like the good ones they make the workload so much better as well I think because A-levels are hard man they're so hard there's so much stuff as I already said but then because we missed some school this year and last year as well no no we didn't miss school this year because we missed some school when we were doing A-levels last year we got like all exam boards basically had to send out something called advanced information. Basically, they like altered the specifications to sort of make it a bit easier. Now, did this work? I have to say, quite frankly, no, it absolutely did not help in any way. It was a complete, utter waste of fucking time. And it just... It didn't cut it, quite frankly. I think the difference between different exam boards as well is quite drastic. So, like, OCR, which is what I'm on for maths and history, they basically cut nothing. But AQA, which is what I'm on for my photography, they cut half of my photography out. They just straight up cut half the course. They were like, you have two projects. Okay, you just have to do one. Which is why I'm so scared about getting an extension as well, because it's pretty much... Everybody just has 50% extra time now, which I know doesn't make the field level for me and I do still need the extra time, but besides the point, talking about the advanced specs, the history, the way they did it was so tricky as well to make it seem like they had helped us. Basically, the way they did it was they would... It's like divided up into all of your exams so you have four exams it's divided up into the exams and then within those exams it's divided up into the topics what they did was like we'll take out a couple of people from this last topic so you can't be asked a question directly just on that person anymore but you still have to learn about that person because you know all of their key events are in it and they're all in the other parts of the spec. Or they cut, like, what they did as well a lot was they cut, like, the very basic information. So they cut having to know how the Republic of Rome functioned, basically. So the courts and the the government, basically. But if you don't understand that, how the fuck are you meant to answer any of the other questions? Because you can't evaluate how the Republic failed, which is the whole focus of that whole paper is how, like, basically the Republic, the fall of the Republic, it's titled Fall of the Republic. If you don't understand the different roles within the Republic, how on earth are you meant to understand that whole paper and understand how it fell? So they technically took something out But if you don't do that, you literally can't do any of the other rest of the course. So they can't ask me directly, what was the Cursus Sonorum like? Which is like basically the like roles within the government kind of like, I don't know how to briefly explain it. And I don't want to go on a whole like tangent about just my history course. 
but without without that knowledge, even though I might not get a question directly on it, without that knowledge, like, I can't, (laughs) I can't, I can't answer shit, basically. (laughs) Like, that just doesn't work, because I don't fundamentally understand anything that's going on. Um, maths, again, wasn't really helpful. They released, like, the main, the topics that would be on each paper. So, you have, like, a pure and comprehension, and then you have pure and mechanics, and pure and stats. And they basically released a big long list of what topics would be on what paper. This actually doesn't help at all because at the bottom of the sheets it says you can have small mark answers on any topic. So obviously you couldn't get like mechanics on stats but if, I don't know, they wouldn't cut like all of probability out but for example if they'd cut probability probability out of stats, it doesn't mean that that's not on that paper. It just means it's not going to be more than, like, a four-mark question. It could still be, like, three marks, which means, again, it's utterly useless. Like, I feel so ripped off that they released all this information to be like, yeah, we're, we're like, you know, we're down with it. We want to help you guys, considering you didn't do GCSEs. The last time any of us did any formal exams was literally when we were 10 and 11 and we were doing SATs. Okay, just to put that into perspective. I've never done an exam in my life, okay? <laughs> but I don't, I don't even count SATs because they're not, they're not real. Okay, they're just not, they're not, like, they're still exams and it's still too much pressure for, like, kids, but they're not, the same in any way to like an A-level exam. Tell me how. Missing probably like, I don't know, maybe like an eighth because there was like, there was like a mini lockdown where we were in college half the time at the start of the year and then there was a mini lockdown when none of us were in college. I probably missed like an eighth to a quarter of that year. Tell me how with no exam experience, missing some of that year, how on earth does not taking anything out help Like, it just doesn't. But they're just released basically the same spec so that they can be like, yeah, well, if you fail, it's not not on us because we adjusted it for the circumstance. But, like, they didn't at all. And there is going to be lower grade boundaries, which I'm so thankful for. But, you know, like, still. Like, come on. You you know, if you're going to help us and say you're going to help us, at least actually fucking do something. Like, I don't want to just shit all over it, but it it did nothing. So, uh, they haven't actually cut any of the workload because now we have so much to catch up on from the first year and, you know, at the same time as we're learning all of this and we're revising literally for the first time ever, um... We're also meant to be applying to uni and earning money for uni and then doing unpaid work experience that's relevant to what we want to do at uni and having a social life that we can then, you know, learn to function as humans, basically, in a society. Um, And also, you need extracurricular still, of course. 
how on earth are we meant to fit all of that in? Like, I genuinely don't get it. I know Molly said, Molly May said that we all had the same 24 hours in a day, but like, love, hers must be different because there ain't no way she was fitting all of that in. There's just no fucking way. Like, no, just no. No, I refuse to believe it because I do have a part-time job. I do like 16 hours a week so I can save for uni. I don't put all of my money in savings. Like, I, you know, I don't earn, like, that much because I do 16 hours a week. But uh, thankfully, I'm not on minimum wage, which is great considering the current just whole financial situation just off the country and, you know, the world as well also. (laughs) But uni accommodation is so ridiculously expensive that you do need like a decent set of savings so I'll put like 20 to like 50 percent of my earnings into my savings and I put them you know like I divvy them up into different different like funds and all of that but that means I don't have as much time to revise and I don't have as much time for homework but if I don't do that like, uni's gonna become hard at that point, and I would rather be behind now than be behind in uni when I'm paying for it, and it's giving me a degree, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm prioritising, I know in reality I'm probably not, but I don't know, because I'm, like, realistically, I'm not gonna fit it all in. I bet some people do, but I honestly, I don't know how. It baffles me because I'm, you know, I'm 18. So straight up, you know, like I'm still going through pre and stuff, man. So like, I'm still like, that's going on till you're like 25 or something, which is bizarre to me. Cause like, why does nobody talk about that? I'm exhausted all the time. Currently I'm trialing loads of different meds for my ADHD, which is just also very tiring. <laughs> and it's like, where do I get the energy from? Because I don't have any motivation left for my courses because of just all of what I've said basically combined. But like, I obviously want to do well, but I'm kind of glad that I don't have the pressure of having to do well because my course was quite heavily, my, sorry, my first choice offer was quite heavily reduced. So I only need 88 points which is like A star E. So you can get points through like EPQs and stuff, but I didn't, I literally never got offered that, but some other people do do them. So I don't, don't know how they decided who got offered an EPQ. I don't know. Anyways, basically if I get an A star in my photography, which I was one mark off, then I only have to pass one of my other two. But, um, yeah, it's, it's still like, then if I drop out or if I want to change onto something completely different, what if I have really bad A-levels? I can't, I can't like coast on that, you know? But at the same time, I kind of, I kind of don't have the time and the mental stability and the energy to do that. To like improve the situation significantly. So I'm kind of in like a little bit of a, like a circle of doom really at the moment 
and I don't really know at all what the hell I'm doing because I started picking what I wanted to do in effect you know with my life when I was 12 and I picked my GCSE options I could never do geography I don't want to do geography in uni but if I wanted to do geography in uni I simply wouldn't be able to because you need it generally you need it for a level um I couldn't do it for a level because when I was 12 I didn't like geography so I dropped it and I didn't do it for GCSE so you know like I think it's a little bit fucked that we sort of have to make those sorts of decisions like if I hadn't done Spanish I wouldn't have any option to do a language at uni now because 12 year old me didn't like languages but I had to take one it was like part of my part of my school's rules would you have to do like one humanity one language and then the other two was like whatever but like I don't know I just don't get it because I genuinely I still even like I don't know what I want to do with my life I know I'm doing media communication and cultures and I'm so so excited for it and you know like I definitely want to do that but when I'm out of uni like I'm not like oh I definitely want to I don't know be a radio host or I definitely want to be a reporter or 110% want to be a director like I could do (laughs) I could do basically anything apart from journalism because I can't write and I also can't really read very well uh not in an illiterate way just in that I have again ADHD so just don't have the the focus really can't can't be bothered Uh, (laughs) it's very hard to stay interested which you know hopefully that won't be a problem anymore soon but you know with with the exception of journalism I pretty much could go for anything on that big list that the unis give you of what people move on to so the fact that now I don't know I'm about to start paying nine and a quarter grand a year for this degree how was I expected to know and be able to narrow this all down at age 12 six years ago which is crazy I didn't know that was six years ago I feel kind of old now but I don't know I don't want to make it all negative because I feel like this has been a bit of a rant because I do love history and I love learning about it and I would say just I love learning like I, I don't I don't have anything against learning I like that it's good and it's interesting to learn about new things which is why I'm doing media because I've never done that in my life I feel like I just went really Yorkshire but I'm just like my throat's getting dry (laughs) I'm just yeah it's just kind of like the priorities that sort of change between like teachers and schools and stuff the sort of like layout of everything like the overarching most important thing is grades but just because you did badly in one test and that meant you got a bad grade that doesn't mean you're not smart and it doesn't mean you don't care about your education and it doesn't mean you don't have like knowledge and interest in the subject either so I don't know I don't really know what you're meant to take away from this episode I think it's kind of like I had a bad experience kind of you know like overall I wouldn't say it was great my school experience so far but I think largely that's due to that big period of illness I had 
and largely due to only recently diagnosed mental issues as well. So I think that accounts for quite a lot of it. But, you know, I think good and bad teachers are quite a deciding factor. And I think narrowing down my options early, well, you know, because I had ADHD, it meant I was slightly more interested in my subjects and I could kick out the ones I ultimately would have completely failed because I did not give two craps that they existed. But, you know, I could never do music because I cut that out and stuff. So, I don't know. I think it's it's good to be well-rounded and educated on sort of everything. And I kind of miss that that wasn't really always an opportunity. Like, I kind of like that in, like, America and, like, international schools, you kind of, like, study everything up until you're 18. Like, I can't... I don't... I'm not mad about that because... You know, there were some things that I'm glad I've dropped, like English. I was just so bad at English. Like, just not, not a good time, man, to be honest. But, you know, if I'd kept studying it, maybe I would have liked it more. Or, you know, maybe my skills would have improved. Maybe new meds, maybe they would have, so- like, really turned it around and I actually really loved it. But I'm already only doing three subjects and I've only been doing three subjects since I was... 16 you know I don't know uh that's my thoughts about the bullshit that is in the education system there is good this isn't an episode that's saying there's no good things it's all bad there definitely is a lot of good and even just the fact that there is free education is amazing I think that definitely should be brought back to unis again because Why do we not want highly educated people in our country for free? I don't know. I know it's a difficult, touchy subject, but not saying it's not realistic Um, would be, you know, I think everybody should get a shot at doing what they want and I don't think that should be cut off because they didn't pick something when they were 12 or financial circumstances, you know, like... Why can't we not do exams? Just learn. We give some random PowerPoint on something at the end of the year. And they're like, cool, you know your stuff. (laughs) Because we were there and we turned up and we showed interest. Like, is that not, is that not what it should be about? You know? Because I like to learn about things. But it's just then saying, okay, now you have to memorise all of this and spit it out in a way that somebody else can read, um, just in like a two and a half hour period, you know, with no resources. It kind of spoils it a bit. I think that's where I'm going to leave it for today, because the rant has kind of made my throat a bit sore, but (laughs) those are my thoughts, feelings, opinions you know, they're not, they're not overwhelmingly positive, but it's one of those things where I wish, I wish, I wish I could love it, but there's just quite a few things, well, there's not quite a few, there's like a, like a few, a small amount of things that kind of ruin it a bit. Please, if you like this podcast, leave me a review. If you have any, any like tips or anything even, because this is my first real episode, so I still kind of don't really know what I'm doing. Leave me any reviews. That would be 
hugely appreciated. And obviously I'm gonna upload weekly. So just make sure you follow, subscribe. Um, I do have a Twitter set up for it. It's just called the Kitchen Sink Podcast. Um, follow that and, you know, tag me in any ideas you have. I wanna do like a little Q and A section, basically just like Emma Chamberlain does <laughs> at the end of her episodes. But I obviously do not have a follower. Follow a fault. Lost all words. Like a fan base or like a following yet. So not really possible. And I also don't know why you would care to ask me questions. But if you do, feel free to hit me up on Twitter and do that. Um, That is it though. I'm going to actually stop now. This is the end. So yeah, I'll see you guys in a week for this. It's not a chat. I'm just talking to you. I'll narrate my life again and my experiences for you in a week on another topic. So, yeah. I will talk to you all later. Bye.